Hello, welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast, a rare podcast on a Monday. Don't normally have many of these, but the Wednesday game, having to space things out a little bit more. I'm Owen Evans. We have a special guest coming in now. Let's get the drum roll going. And oh God, no, he's back. <laughs> oh no. I'm back, oh, suckers, no. like I never left. The ad oh, man has man. returned. Dude, everyone's, uh, I mean, what, what more can you want? What more can you want? It's great to be back. What a warm welcome, Owen. What a warm welcome. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, gosh. No. Okay. I see what you did there. You you changed my name. Well, uh, cool. You've been, you've been doing a great job with the, uh, you know, holding down the floor and all that stuff. But it's time to take the back reins back. Oh, Mikey with the... Oh God, no, I know, I know, I know. It's a lot to take in. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. But hey, welcome in everyone to the PHNX Rising Podcast. Nice to be back in the saddle. I'm Max Simpson. I'm joined by Owen as he introduced himself, but okay. And just in time for Kane's five penalties, we are back on it per usual. Um, it was nice little vacation uh, in South America for a couple of weeks. Uh, saw some footy, which was nice. Now fun. he's back in the dingy bedroom. I'm back. I'm back in the dungeon, baby. What, 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 what better place? What better place, man? But uh, no, nice to be back on the pod Monday. Super weird. Um, I don't like don't like that. But hey, like you said, we got to space it out and we got a lot to get to today, man. Um, I mean, shoot, let's just jump right into it. You know, we got a match. Uh, coming up on Wednesday against those uh, those uh, New Mexico uh, United uh, folks. But we got a little match to kind of cover from the weekend. Uh, Louisville City 2-2. Phoenix Rising at home. Mr. Owen Evans, I saw the highlights um, what I could in South you America. You watch the full game. Was, yeah, was uh, uh, what it might do. My reception and what I had out there was very tough. But uh, I was able to uh, was able to watch a good good chunk of what i could got saw saw you know the highlights and saw the analysis of course from uh your, yours truly um what do you think of what about match? what about from emma didn't you enjoy emma's analysis as well <laughs> of course of course she may uh, she may be coming in to replace you and then i i have i have heard the i have i have heard the fans uh would be okay with that and you know what that's a testament to uh the guests you've been bringing on so i'm i don't i don't take any uh qualms with that all power let's too. let's talk about Louisville though, right? It yeah. was in some ways, look, in some ways it was deja vu again. I think you know the yeah. second two all draw in a row at home, uh, in I mean literally one Saturday to the next. But it definitely felt different in some ways. I think that as as Michael mentioned there in the chat, definitely it felt as overall when you take a step back, Rising was better than we'd seen them in previous weeks. Um, there were still elements that were missing. I think there was it was look at a series of very bad decisions to be honest in terms of giving up the penalty in terms of i don't know what they were doing defensively on the goal from open play that was conceded by phoenix rising but when you look at the the attack they were creating more chances overall yeah. i think that in some cases they were better chances uh there were a couple of bad misses in there i think they need to be a little bit more clinical with those moments uh but overall i felt as though for a louisville side that yeah, they've struggled a little bit more this year. They're not quite as good as they have been in, in years past, even though we have gotten used to, on occasion, they start slow and pick it up and yeah. just get hot at the right time. But they're down in fifth in the Eastern Conference, so they're, they're not mugs by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that to come out of that game with with a point um, and to come out of it feeling as though, broadly speaking, Rising, if anyone was going to win that game, it, it would or, or should have been Phoenix Rising. I think there's a lot of positives to take from that at the very least. Yeah, no, 100%. And that, that, I mean, like, this is 
game does come down in a way to penalties. I mean, Mikey brings up the question where they right to go away from Arteaga to Trejo on the second penalty. Um, yeah, it's always an interesting one. Kind of the, the age old question. I know we're going to kind of dance around the goals and talk about them, but I mean, that's always a very fascinating one, right? Like Arteaga misses. You're definitely not bringing him back for the second, but he makes it. I'm of the belief you go with the hot hand, even if it is in the same game. All right, Harry Kane. You. What's that? I mean, Harry Kane is your perfect counterpoint to that. Of course. The fact is, I think you do have to change, right? Maybe they change the right way, the wrong way. It doesn't matter. At the end of the yeah. day, you do not. And especially, I think it needs to be said, look at how slim the time between that first penalty and that second penalty yeah. is. Look at how quickly Rising go from getting that one, the Arteaga blast, and he, he puts it away well. Yeah. Uh, to the one that Trejo ultimately takes. Do you really want RTI? Look, it's been said before, there have been studies done. Typically, strikers are better, where or, or penalty takers are better, when they don't have to think about where they're going to put it. You just tell them to put it in a spot, they step up and do it. The key thing here is that you need to be you know i you need to be thinking about the fact that the mental side of things penalties are not easy penalties you you know any player can ultimately tuck a penalty away if you're asking them to just do it any any player as a professional player can put the ball in a particular spot mm-hmm. when it's stationary from 12 yards out sure. the key thing is the mental side of it and when you've just taken one to send someone up to take it again they're thinking, now, do you go the same way as you did the last time? Do you look to change things up? And that kind of stuff weighing on your head, it's not going to help, right? Those things re- lower the odds of you tucking it away. Now, I-, I think as well, despite what some people may say, I don't think anyone would have bet against Danny Trejo stepping up to no. take a penalty no. in that moment. I don't think a single person would have had cause for complaint about the fact that the ball would be handed to him. I don't think they'd have complained if he was handed it for the first penalty. Sure. It didn't work out. That happens sometimes. Everyone misses some penalties. Of course. Uh, apparently, unless you're Luka Modric, and even then your team doesn't go on. Or, to or me. That. I've also never missed a penalty in my career. Just want to throw that out there. How many have you taken, Max? About two? Uh, probably, probably take, no, no, no. I'll probably take like four or five. You just miss sitters from open play. Okay. All right. Um, All right. <clears throat> but the key uh, thing here is that, yeah, you, you don't want, I think, to invite the additional pressure of taking yeah. the second one. I think you get the one. That's good enough. Give it to someone else. Yeah, uh, we. I was going to say we probably probably need to spend more time on this than needed. I will. I will quickly interject and just say I disagree. I think uh, right. You you go with the guy. Not even necessarily the hot hand, but you just give the almost the counterpoint is the confidence of hey, I stepped up, I made the first. Let me go back, make the second. Honestly, if anything, you're, it's may even be an overthink for the keeper too, as which way they're going. Or Why? Whatnot. There's I, no, there's no, there's Max. Don't even go into that with the overthink on the keeper. What? What pressure is on a goalkeeper? At None. A Who None. Expects, exactly. So why are they overthinking anything? Because doesn't doesn't everyone? They're not the one who's got to well, really execute on a penalty. The one who's got to execute is the guy kicking the ball. It's not the goalkeeper. Nobody listen, expects it, the goalkeeper to make a save. Is, it's a bonus. Yeah, if they do. yeah. It's easier to say, right? Because Danny Trejo missed it. And like again, I if Deo's, Danny Trejo stepping up, I mean, nine times out of ten, I would probably bet on him to hit that one. I mean, I still. That's being said, I still ride the guy because you see most of the time at the top level. The guys who are taking these penalties, in most situations, you're bringing up the guy in repeat performances in the same match to take that pen. But hey, we can we can no, belabor it's this. It's such a small sample oh, size, though. How many times do you get two penalties in a game? That's How fair. many times do you get two penalties that close together? 
I can yeah. name you the most notable recent example, and you won't like it because we've already hinted at it a little bit already. Yeah, yeah Harry yeah, Kane, yeah. Harry Kane in the World Cup. What happens? You go, you watch any of the talk from professionals after that game. They're all telling you, you don't take two, don't take two. You overthink it. Eh, I guess we agree to disagree. I, it's, it, I will say it's easier in hindsight to you know kind of say right, Danny Trejo didn't bury it, and this is kind of what led to the two-two draw where. Rising, like you said, performance probably could have won it on a on a different day. Maybe eight times out of ten, ball rules. There were a couple of other opportunities they yeah, had in there. For sure, that's the thing. It wasn't just a penalty. I mean, we'll all no, focus sure. on everyone. Inevitably, will focus on Danny Trejo and the fact that you missed that penalty. And to a degree, yes, okay, it's the best chance that you get. But you also look at some of the others that realistically rising more times than not should be putting away, and they didn't. And that's that's where the problem really comes from. Then is that when you have three, uh, two or three chances that probably you could have put away that would have ultimately won you the game, and you don't do that, uh, that's why you ultimately end up drawing instead of winning. No, one hundred percent. I think the other thing, right, that uh, we saw is a bit of uncharacteristic defensive errors. Right. I mean, the the penalty that Louisville draw just kind of tired feet, kind of tired was heavy that, feet. Was that uncharacteristic or? Uh, I would say over the whole of the season, it's just something where you're going to find defensive lapses of maybe they're caught out of counter, but just not really something where. No, I think, I think it's, I think it's regular. I think every game they have that one or two brain farts. That's why they can't keep clean sheets. And they sure, can't but I'm keep about, clean sheets. They sure, I'm talking, I'm talking, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the way that it happened that you haven't seen, at least I haven't seen in, in the last handful of matches where rising is maybe slow to step within the box, their own box and they're drawing the penalty and they're committing that type of foul. Granted, mm. it may not have led to penalties in other matches, but usually they've been getting beat this season on, Hey, it's like a, you know, either a quick in transition or Hey, just maybe not stepping out, which was what, the other goal. It was, it was late to stepping out, but the heavy feet, they've been usually relatively tight when it's in their own box. They've been being on crosses. They've been on counters. This was a bit different. And it's something where, I mean, listen, we were kind of talking about it before we started is you're going to, you know, it's going to be a bit of a defensive, how you say, putting the guys in the right places with, you know, different international competitions coming up. Yeah, it's it's awkward, right? We saw Rising yeah. playing with a back four. Um, uh, that changes things in some ways, yeah. right? And it's inevitable. I mean, it was inevitable that you kind of have to do that. I mean, the question then becomes, who who else is there at the moment? I mean... Not done. He's yeah. starting on his recovery. Mo Traore, but then they're not. Yeah. Look, look, Rising is not really in a position right now to adequately replace Kev Lambert. And that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem when it comes down to now he's gone for the next few weeks as well. Of course, Kev named to the uh named to the squad for Jamaica for the Gold Cup. He will be gone. Carlos Harvey not named to the Panama squad for the yeah. Gold Cup. Actually, very good news for Phoenix Rising, the fact that that's it's happened. Yeah, so there's adjustments there. I mean, there's always going to be adjustments there. I will say this, though. It was the second time that Juan Mayor conceded a penalty this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's not like the yeah. first. I, I don't know. And I mean, the key thing as well to me is actually when you watch that second goal, now they back off of him quite a bit. They do back off of... Um, Delamares uh, quite a bit as he's running through there. I don't think people really engage with him. The only person who looks like they make any kind of engagement with him is Alejandro Fuenmayor. And what yeah. he does is he commits to one side and he's wrong-footed. It goes the other way. Mares takes it the other way and he just walks around him effectively. Um, 
I think that all, all of those things, it's just sloppy. And I was quite critical of Wenmeyer, I think, after the after the match on Saturday. And I, I still am. I, I think that his performance was not great. I yep. think we've seen that from him defensively a few times this season. Um, and I'm getting a little bit concerned about that. I think that there's potentially a case, even when, when Kev Lambert comes back, that Rising looks to, to stay with a four-back and maybe you end up dropping Fuenmayor. You put mm. Kev Lambert in that back four. Yeah. Um, look, I don't mean to say this. And again, right. I feel like every time I end up being critical of a player, I always feel the need to make this case. I always feel the need to make the comparison to something we said last year and just verify the fact that I am not talking about that specific kind of level of problem. Right. When my all has been playing in my mind, substandard, that's not to say yeah. that he shouldn't be at this level, which again is of course, harking back to, a certain winger that Rising signed last season who, who shouldn't have been playing at this level. <clears throat> of course, of course, you would never, you would never be. Uh, that's not, that's not the case here. Of at course all. not, of course um, not. But I just no. think there's some still some things where he's just getting caught a little bit. He's not necessarily as up to speed as I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, I think we could see more from him. I think he needs to step it up over these next few weeks, sure. particularly in the absence of uh, Kevin Lambert. I know that when I. I spoke about it on the pregame show with in your absence, Max. Um, we were speaking about this ahead of the last game, and I said that to me, the guy to watch on rising side is Daniel Cruz, and he needs to step up because we need yeah. to see someone replacing not only Kev's abilities on the back line, but also working hard to replace some of his leadership abilities. Well, to me, Crutzen is still performing all right. I'm happy enough with yeah. what I'm seeing out of him. To me, the one who needs to step up now is Alejandro Fuenmayor, and he needs to be a little bit more solid at the back, a little bit better judgment on times because i think in that last game we just saw some poor judgment overall from him yeah it's almost interesting right i mean if you look at the center backs you know i mean kev lambert he's been consistent throughout you know rising we've talked about at length you know top three rising players alongside carlos harvey um and rocco rios novo in terms of the consistency in terms of the top performances the man of the match type things like you know you're gonna get from him it's kind of interesting the duality how almost in the beginning of the season you saw that Daniel Crutzen a bit was, you know, had the shaky back pass against San Diego, had maybe not the most towering of heading performances, aerial duels, you know, in a couple of the earlier matches. And Fun Mayor, to me, outside of Kev Lambert, was the better of the two standouts. You kind of go down the stretch of the season. You know, I'm not saying it's a linear progression or degression. But, you know, the fact that as the season's gone on, you've seen Daniel Crutzen have an, a few nice bounce back performances, maybe has been a bit more consistent down the stretch versus Juan Mayor, like you said, prone to a couple lapses and maybe not as much. You know, I think there's been other ones where it's just been poor positioning. I hearken back to um, the goal score uh, that uh, Las Vegas Light scored. We were just kind of out of position, kind of lets that one roam free. Um, but this one, I mean, he shields he shields him to the the um attacker towards the end line so he's doing what he's supposed to do but then when you get that cutback you just can't be flat-footed in the box to your point so you hope you to, to think stick it's a leg out you yeah i mean a leg out and yeah, yeah, so slow you can't, just, you can't just stick a leg out that doesn't go well it doesn't always go well <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know it's uh it's something where you got to be you know, lot on your feet. And I mean, listen, I'm, it's, it's something where at this league, you have to be able to know that Louisville is a threatening team. And it's something where you, it's, it's, it's very, it's going to be interesting how it translates to New Mexico, right? I'm curious 
before we we keep on going on and talking about you know New Mexico and the upcoming matchup, who are some of your standout performers who did well against Louisville? Yeah, um, I think that. Look, we, we, I spoke about him in the negative earlier. I will say that Artiagra, to me, covered a lot of ground, uh, was getting stuck in, was getting into better positions, was definitely, I think, overall an improved performance mm-hmm. from him. Again, it wasn't a complete performance in some ways, but then he scores his penalty. So, again, there's an extent to which you can't complain. Striker gets a yeah. goal in the game. I think as well, we just broadly speaking right we we have a lot of criticism for Artiaga on times we have done on this show we have done i think online in general and the fan base have joined in on that as well i will say this the guy has scored seven goals in 14 league games okay let's yeah. be realistic here and say that someone who is scoring every other game on average yes is inconsistencies yes we don't like to see those however when you're putting up numbers like that in the nicest possible way, this guy is scoring at the rate that you want your number nine, starting number nine, to be scoring at. At this rate, the guys could get 15 goals this season. If yeah. you don't score, if you score 15 goals as a centre forward, I'm sorry, I don't want to hear any complaints. Right? It's. I, I just feel as though he had a great. It was his birthday as well, so happy birthday to uh, Manu that one on Saturday. Nice. But um, again, I, I think for all the complaints we've had. He's starting to settle into a role whereby he will pick up some of those some of those goals. And again, he's he's a little bit on, a little bit off. But when he's playing well, he'll find the back of the net. Um, some of the other people who I'd say, ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I liked Danny on times out wide. Yeah. Penalty misaccepted. I I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, I think that that was something that I know Jake, in, again, in your absence, Max, had been had been calling for. Obviously, we had Jake Anderson on the pod. He'd said um, he actually thought that in some ways it would be better to see Danny being able to be in that kind of wider position, um, see how he does in that kind of role. I think we, we saw him play through for Manjoma. Mm-hmm. That, that and ultimately resulted in the one penalty, the second penalty. Um, happy enough with that. I, I think overall... Look, it wasn't a bad team performance, I think, in general. There were there were some positives, some negatives. Overall, I don't think it was a bad team performance. I think there's still work to be done. Yeah. Inevitably, there will be. This team remains in eighth position in the West. However, mm-hmm. overall, I just think it was it was back to what we've been calling for for all is we needed to see a return to the week-by-week improvements in this team. Sure. I do feel as though I saw a week-to-week improvement between the Oakland game and the Louisville game. Certainly. No, oh, and the and the results are are coming. Granted, both of those were draws, but I mean, you compare them to these these last two matches to the two before, uh, both losses. And again, like we keep on saying, right? We want the performances to match the results. Um, not all the time, especially earlier in the season, it was certainly not that way. You had some losses where they perform well, and some wins where they did not perform as much. It seems like the last handful of matches, it's been a bit more. I would say consistent in terms of the performance you're getting and the results that are coming. And that to me, I think is the real sign is in the long run, the law of averages will average out. And that's really where you see. Oh no, we're not talking about these law of averages now, we max. 
that's not boy. necessarily how things work. Things don't it always regress. To, it doesn't. No. I'm saying I'm saying not only over the long haul of a season, but even when you're really talking about like a we'll call what it is, like a retransformation of a team over a new coach and everything like that. Like it's it's not always perfect. Not by no means. And there's definitely going to be outliers. This entire thing can right? Like you might get a, a batch of results that don't meet the performances in a positive or negative way. But I think that's uh, I think it's something where over the long haul, it's what you want to see. And the ball bounces one way, ball bounces another. We like to see it. Shout out Albert in the chat. How's it going? Better late than never. Excited to hear what you guys have to say. We appreciate that Sly is regression on the mean is is more or less exactly what we're talking about. But no, it's, it's something it's a you have to keep harking on these performances. They will deliver over time. Something that's going to deliver over time for you is our friends at Circle K. You know, make sure you're not missing on all the great stuff they have going on. It's hot out, guys. They got the iced coffee. They got the cold beers, the cold energy drinks, all of that jazz. Listen, you guys watching along, you guys hear me talking about it, but I want to make see you guys step into action right now. Pull out your phone. I'm going to do give you something, a little taste of refreshment. Takes like five seconds to do, I promise. Text PHNX, that's PHNX, to 31310 to join their subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free 32 ounce Polar Pop baby. Again, that's PHNX. Text it to 31310 to get buy one, get one free Polar Pops and all kinds of fun stuff they got going on. Oh boy, PHNX Sports joining the chat. Back out again. Gosh, I know you guys missed this. I'm giving that for you giving the people what they want thank you to our friends at circle k giving us what we want speaking of giving us what we want we can also get at circle k is our friends at four peaks brewery four peaks they got all the great stuff they are the official craft beer of the arizona dimebacks another team that we cover not me not me and owen but you know the phnx dimebacks podcast you know they rattle on red ale all kinds of great things when you're at chase field hop over to the four peaks draft room Looking at the suite level, grab some beers. Tell them I sent you. I don't think they're going to pay for it because, you know, I'm already busting out the beer, free beers all they'll, the time. They'll also, if you walk up and just go, is uh, yeah, Max Simpson sent me? Ah, Who? I don't know. Yeah, Who? Well, well Who? You know, maybe they, I don't know if they're an owl. Good, I don't know if great, they're an owl. Cool for you. <clears throat> no, I don't know about that. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is they're not going to pay for a free beer for you because, uh, you know, I don't have their tab. They don't have my tab on. But, you know, you can check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub. Keep with the latest and America's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. Oh, Damon in the chat. Uh, Max is buying. Uh, well, you know, I, I did say for, uh, you know, like, like this video and Max will buy everyone beers. We do want to see the likes. Yeah, please like this video. Um. Maybe I'll buy you beer. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, if you catch me at well, the, the next... The, the company has now said that you're doing it, Max. So. The company. Which company is that? PHNX? Uh, the PHNX Sports has said you're buying people beers. Uh, I don't know. I think I think, I think that's official now. I think that counts. I think it must have gotten hacked. I hate when that happens. Seems oh, to happen no. often on this show. Um, You know, something that hasn't happened often enough on this show is... We have to talk about... New Mexico United, and not in like a positive way or something. That, okay, Adman's buying beers. Okay, my display name has changed. That's lovely. Not in a positive way, but um, you know, New Mexico United. I will say they are uh, divisive. They, they are. are controversial. They All right, chat, are, how do we feel about New Mexico United? Tell us in the chat how you feel. Yeah, please. How you, you feel about off. them? Go off, go off, Queen. The chat the, started going off, so let's let's get them really riled up now. <laughs> yeah, New Mexico United, they, um, you know, last time they faced Rising, 
little uh, loss to knock out. Uh, oh, oh yes. Ah, it has started. Ah, we, we love that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, last time they faced Rising, they uh, knocked them out of the Open Cup. And uh, this is the first, uh, yeah, their first league game of the season. It's um, it's going to be kind of edgy. What you don't, what'd you say, Owen? It's always edgy. Of course. Rumor has it, it's edgy at a seven degree angle, which is the the degree to which they had to re uh, just move the pitch because uh, major uh, minor league baseball wanted them to move the pitch slightly. Rough um, seven. So uh, seven. It's almost like the score that they uh, they beat the, ki- the children kids last by. year. Yeah, children. Well, yeah. Dumping it on the um, fire. Dumping it on the fire. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say this: Look, New Mexico United. They're a team that people in the chat very clearly have a lot of Gerald's opinions team. about. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald's team, yeah, we'll Gerald's. be uh, we'll be after Gerald after this one. Trust me, a Phoenix Rising win in Albuquerque. Rumor has it that Max is just going to be bombarding Gerald's mentions. Yeah, I think well, well, everyone will cheat, will tweet at Gerald. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if 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 they happen to do that, then yes, definitely do that. Look, I think it's going to be a bit of a a testy one. It always is. Uh, these two teams never are particularly friendly. Let's be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, I will also say this, look, when, and this goes back to the first year, right? It goes back to the first year. There's a little bit of hatred there in the early days, um, but not really anything serious. Then you get the away game in New Mexico that changes things. You end up with rising, taking a decent following over there, celebrating in their stadium, going and partying in their locker room with the fans after winning the regular season title over there. Putting stickers up, having the New Mexico fans crying online about, oh, they put stickers here, they put stickers there. <laughs> the sticker oh, incident. Someone's going to have to clean them off. Oh. Okay, so you go through all of that. Uh, you then have, I believe it was Josh Suggs, wasn't it? Josh Suggs, like literally a week or two later, making his comments on uh, uh, the Curse Cast, actually, talking <laughs> about how. He took issue with Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising were the anti-New Mexico United. New Mexico United were all about the collective. Phoenix was about the individuals. And you hear all of that kind of nonsense, okay? It's just that, that's just that always I found hilarious, right? Because you don't win a league individually. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Not a regular season title. You just don't do that over that spell of time. Look, it, it, that kind of stuff kicked it all off. I think that last year only poured petrol onto the flames okay you just (laughs) the whole way that went down and i know it didn't quite turn out the way they wanted this year when they went back there and looking for revenge you had a bad bad incident where babu decides to kick out for no real good reason sends off really relieves rising in the lurch but i i just feel as though overall it's gonna be a an interesting one now, yeah. I will tell you, can I can I just say something interesting here before we get into really talking about the team? One thing that's interesting is that PRO are yet to actually, they're normally on a, uh, oh, it's, oh yeah, it's a Monday, isn't it? Um, That's why they haven't released the uh, referee assignments. Normally it's on a Tuesday release, the referee assignments. Everyone knows that. I'm intrigued. I'm oh. intrigued. I'm intrigued who they give to this game because I think that could have quite an impact on this one. This is notoriously one of the testier of the games, I think, in this league. Has the potential to blow up. We actually saw it starting on a few different occasions to to blow up a little bit in that Open Cup game. He managed to get it back under control by the second half, but the first half, as that half progressed, starts to get a lot testier. Not fun. I will say this. PRO this year, I don't have a huge amount of faith in how they are assigning people. (laughs) 
I get the feeling. No, and you're going to laugh here, right? But here's the thing. There's a clear and obvious hierarchy. If you follow the referee assignments, if you follow a lot of these games, you get to know really what the, the hierarchy of the people and, and who should be having big games and who sure. should be those kind of things. They haven't been assigning people in those kind of manners, and that surprised me. I get the feeling that sometimes the assignments have been following... I, I, I wonder if they're logistical more than... Yep done on merit done on thought of where the you, you know what it's like look if you're watching the premier league you know that they've got their top three or four referees and when you get a big game one of those guys is going to get that game i don't get the feeling yeah. that they're really taking context they're taking all of those things into account at all when yeah. they are assigning some of these games that worries me um sure. i think that's very concerning i think that's poor uh, but I do fear that that's what they've been doing, and especially on a Wednesday night when sometimes knowing yeah. that these referees are not full-time employees as referees, um, you do have to worry that there's a, a potential. We see someone a little bit further down the pecking order who may not be ready for what this game can devolve into. Sure. And that was, and that was going to be, you know, kind of my question. You kind of hinted at it, right? There are two elements to me, right? The one being it's on Wednesday night, you know, it's maybe not that, prime time Saturday slot. But the other one is, listen, we'll call it what it is. These, these teams have both been underwhelming, at least in terms of the table, right? Eight and ninth respectively in the table right now. I'm maybe that factors into the decision a bit. Maybe that's something where they have to weigh that with along with the Wednesday time slot. I think right on paper, or at least on how the teams are performing this season. This may not be the marquee matchup, the USL of, Oh, Hey, you know, two Western rivals, but or, and we we say the term rivals loosely. Uh, I don't want people. I know the chat. The chat's that. gonna hop in and say yes, they're not I know, a rival. I know, they're I not know. a rival. No, they're just no, people yeah, who. Yeah. Our, our I don't know something people? about rats will get mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah, why would they do that? Yeah, no, I, but you know, they, you may look on the table and say, "Hey, this is not the quote unquote." matchup that would warrant that type of refereeing decision or even just the notoriety from the league. But the fact of the matter is this is something called a rivalry car, an arch enemy, whatever you want to call it. This is something where it is a must watch and a really something you got to dive into because my word, it is, it is palpable. It is really palpable. And I don't think you see that every day. You see some random flare ups of, you know, some red cards here and there throughout different matches, but this is a history of a team, two teams that do not like each other, no. that have player swaps, that there is a lot of familiarity, more so than a lot of their matchups throughout the league. And I think we're going to see that all in two days. Yeah. I, I mean, it yeah. could well turn pretty nasty. Um, yeah. There's going to be a lot, I think, left on the field in this one, which is good. Um, look, it's, it, it's never easy, I think, when these two sides meet. It's never easy to work out quite um, yeah. what's going to happen. I think that Rising overall had this spell of dominance in this in this back and forth. Um, however, when you really get into it and you look now, these last two games, yeah, it's swung away from a little bit. But one of them was a cup game. Yeah. One of them was, of course, the infamous beating of children. Um, Context. Crazy. Context not needed. Um, <laughs> they beat children. Um they did. They did. Um, but I, I just think that, look, it, it's it's still, to me, looking into this, even though Rising have never gone to Albuquerque and won, I still think that in some ways Rising are in a more stable position. Yeah. 
rising to me broadly speaking are the better team sure i think this is risings to lose okay but uh-huh. in a game like this mm-hmm. logic goes out the window it sure does doesn't it just a little bit just I a mean, little bit i mean emo- emotions right run high we've seen, like we said we've alluded to it the the red card early on in the open cup matchup um, you know, Greg Hurst scoring against rising, like all those things, any one of those things happen. And, you know, even, you know, other factors, it puts this game and it turns it on its side, right? I mean, you can go in with the perfect game plan, but you go into an environment and I don't mean hostile environment in terms of the fans that are there. Right. But I'm talking about the team, talking about the playing surface, talking about like the entire, uh, you know, playing in Albuquerque, right? Hey, oh, uh, no, but the entire environment, it's just something where, you have to get up for that one. And knowing that you came off a couple home matches, got some draws out of it. You know, maybe you were looking for, you know, looking for wins. Of course, surely you could have thought you maybe less some points on the table, but this is where you're able to take the victory and really, you know, I'm not saying, Oh, it's going to turn around the season or anything like that off of one match, but this is where you can build some momentum against an opponent who you do not like make it a bit of a statement. win. I am curious and I would love to get the chat's thoughts on this as well. I haven't asked this in a couple of weeks. I'm going to need a prediction from you as well as the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we, well, haven't, we haven't. Hang on a minute. We should talk a little bit more about their yeah. team, shouldn't we, first? Oh, sure. sure. If there's anything I, else, I you feel would like, like we should out. give some actual context to the football instead of just the rivalry. Um, well, of course, or of n- course. lack of rivalry. There's something again to say. Listen, here's what I'll say. They, they changed a little bit since Eric Quill's arrival. Um, they're still. Kind of looking similar shape wise, but what they do, they're a little bit more patient coming out of the back. Expect yeah. to see a couple of those guys, maybe a Santi Mar, maybe Bruce kind of dropping back. They try and help work the ball out from those areas. They'll drop into pockets to do that. So, that, yeah, they're just a little bit more patient in that build up. Um, although late, they were switching to a few more long balls, maybe. Um, yeah. I think that overall, well, look, rising. Should expect, I think, look, the changes in, in New Mexico that I'm expecting from Eric Quill, they're, they're long-term changes. It's not necessarily a short-term huge fix. Um, I'm expecting sure. to be a project builder over there, and obviously a project is not built in a week, which is how long roughly he's been there for. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I think it's something that Rising can, A, capitalize on, which is because they're still working out what they want to be. And mm. B, Rising will struggle with because they don't know quite exactly what he's going to come out with. But... Eric Quill still, I don't think it's a bad managerial yeah. appointment for them. I think it's someone who you want in the long run who, who's definitely had experience of winning a title in League One, working in the, the backroom staff of a, a pretty good sure. team in, in in MLS. I'm giving you a link as well to, to FC <laughs> Dallas. Um, I, I just feel as though overall, it's again, it's a long-term appointment, not a short-term appointment. And... Um, it's needed. I, I don't think that everyone always saw eye to eye with Zach Prince over in New Mexico. Um, it's not the impression that I've gotten, but uh, I think that it's, the jury's still out on quite what he'll be like over there. I mean, it's, it's way too early. It's like a week into Eric Will's spell in New Mexico. We can't really tell that much about what sure. he's expected to achieve, how well he's getting on with the people there. That stuff takes time, so we'll have to see. Do you think that plays to New Mexico's advantage that perhaps it's a different coaching setup, a little uh, new manager bump, perhaps? 
Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they had their first game and it was a two-all draw at home against RGV, which I don't think is a fantastic result at all. No. Um, when you look at Phoenix Rising, <sighs> I mean, the difference here is that Zach Prince was a new manager, but he'd been there for a while. He knew what this game meant. Does Eric Quill know what this game means? Really? Has he experienced this game? The answer to that is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that... There's a chance, but also, again, new managers sometimes coming into games that are particularly hostile don't necessarily get the gravity of that. Sure. Or they might, but they've not experienced it enough to fully get it. Yeah, but even like the players, right? more abstract. Yeah, but even like, you know, players left over from last year playing for New Mexico, even the ones involved in the Open Cup matchup, right? I get the manager kind of context of it, but... There's still players who were involved in oh, at yeah. least one of those matches, and they're the ones who are playing on there on the pitch. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, let's go predictions then. Uh, well, I was going to say, and, and you listen, we can you know we can talk about the the parallels of former Rising players on New Mexico. Listen, I'm seeing guys dropping in the chassis. Thomas with a three zero Phoenix win. Sly with ten nil Rising. Well, that's because, by the way, if you like this video, I hear that Adman will do a tequila shot for every rising goal on Wednesday. I mean, I usually do a tequila shot after victories. I reserve them for... No, you're doing one for every goal, Max. I'm sorry. The company this, cannot this have game matters more. The game matters more. Why don't you put the game, this game matters more? It's a Wednesday night. It's a school night. It's a school night. Game matters more. Game matters more. You're doing a tequila shot for every every goal. So, uh, you, uh, Enrique here saying 3-1 like Phoenix. Thomas with a free all free, draw. Free. Mm. Yeah. Okay. A lot of goals people are going. Well, this is interesting because here's the thing. Free one. Michael says, here's the interesting thing. Myself and Max, we sat down earlier. We met up in the studio. One all draw comes Albert now. Okay. Um, we actually, we, both of us actually went with a one nil to rising. Didn't we earlier, Max? We did. We, 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 something we agreed upon. Doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. Uh, yeah, well, you just have to take two. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. No, listen, uh, well, uh, getting back real quick to the shots situation. I'll take a shot if they win, but, uh, you know, not if they're not. You're doing not a second. You're doing a second. You're, you, you're at least you, doing a second for this one. Cause this game, you are going to be in another state, sir. Game. You're going to be in another state, sir. You cannot, uh, you cannot enforce that. Um, yes. I'm going to be in a state whereby if I had the second shot, it would probably improve the situation. Cause let's be real about the state of that state. Um, well, because you know what you like to say, your favorite part about uh, Albuquerque, going to Albuquerque? Leaving Albuquerque. Nice. I'll go shot for shot with you, Max, for any team that score. Thomas, I might have to rethink my strategy. That's a that's an attempting offer. But speaking of attempting offers, man, you can get down with our friends at OG's Brands, man. You guys know what's happening on Wednesday. I'm talking about this Wednesday. I'm talking about two days from now. I'm talking about June 21st, the first official day of Summer, baby. They are officially releasing two dispos throughout the valley. Their new summer edition. It's pink lemonade. Fresh, tangy lemon, a hint of red berry, and a little sugar, if you will. A little summer flavor. They had the pina colada limited edition. Max, last are you summer. going to phenomenal? Uh, what? Are you are you going to demonstrate the product live on the show on Wednesday? I've heard Ooh. you are. You could. You could demonstrate the product live I on the could, show. I could. I could. Guess you guys have to stay tuned. You might you Julia might you might need it. one to, to ease the nerves a little bit there, you know? Oh, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? Uh, you're gonna have to tune in uh Wednesday, uh, you know, maybe uh, see what happens. But yeah, friends at OG's bands, that pink lemonade, I'm telling you guys, it's gonna taste 
So dang delicious, always is. I actually got a, a nice little DM when I was in South America. One of our fans trying uh, the product. So we got to love gotta love that. Appreciate you guys who are trying them out. You already know they're great stuff. They got the strawberries and cream, the mixed bags, the fruits, the creams, all that stuff. But again, the big one, Pink Lemonade, coming out in two days. Get it. Check them out at OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com. And on Instagram at OGsBrands to find them at a dispensary near you. Again, you must be 21 years or older to purchase and enjoy responsibly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we wouldn't be able to make it, or at least Owen won't be able to make it, uh, I believe, because uh, traveling tomorrow to New Mexico. Otherwise, we would be the on dark trivia. Place. What's that? The dark place. The dark place. Even darker than this I room. I would rather oh. be in Valley Taproom with you, Max. You would rather be at Valley Taproom. You are not necessarily with you because you'll just claim credit for winning at trivia again. I wouldn't claim credit. I do. I carry the team on my I back. I carry the team. I'm Max Simpson. Carry, yeah, I am. I carry the team on my back every Tuesday night when they have trivia. Boom at Valley Taproom. They're off the 202 and Gilbert. They got all the great stuff going on guys delicious beers you can get four peaks there you can get all kinds of good stuff they got wine they got uh cider seltzers a slushy machine putting out wine-based liquor all kinds of good stuff they always have live music cornhole tournament throughout the week all that jazz again check them out at valley taproom and on instagram at valley taproom again visit them off the 202 and gilbert and uh tell them uh owen sent you and you know uh he'll buy you a beer add it to the tab tell them to put them on max's tab yeah I don't, I Tell don't like I that. Tell him I sent you, put him on Max's tab. <clears throat> don't like that transition. Um, you know, I Owen, like it. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I know you guys, uh, you know, probably highlighted a bit on the, uh, the, sh- the post game, but in your mind, now looking a couple days out after the weekend's fixtures, anything that really stands out in terms of ramifications for the league? Let's see. Let's see. I mean, Orange County winning 3-0 away to Tulsa is... I'm not sure how much to read into it because two of those goals were late. Yeah. Okay? That's always something that I'm not sure how much to read into then. Um, They scored the one, which really I'd consider. I think Charleston winning 4-3 away that's to That's a hell of a match. That's a, that's a, a 90th minute and winner. And yeah. a red card in there as well. Oh, yeah. Um. Beyond that, no, not necessarily anything. I mean, Birmingham Legion getting a win over Indy 11. Indy 11, not one of the strongest teams. To me, it's important for Legion to be getting wins after what has been a struggle for them in the league. But still, not fairly convinced. Miami FC falling 2-1 at home to Loudoun. To me, tells me all I've needed to know about Loudoun is that I think they're a very mediocre team. Um, And so, when Rising ultimately take on them, they've got They've got them down the line after uh, New Mexico on Wednesday, Oakland on Saturday, Memphis the following Saturday, and then it's Miami. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think they're a very good team. I think Rising will be disappointed if they can't come away with points out of that game. And I say points with an S on the end. I think they should win that match. Um, Looking at games tomorrow, I think we should do that as well. There are four games. Uh, not tomorrow, sorry, Wednesday. When I'm confused. Yeah. I keep thinking it's a Tuesday. It, it, show, it is Tuesday. We also haven't been it in is. our remote studios in a while, so it's all kind of topsy Very true, very true. Everything is kind of topsy Got a handsome host back. It's, it's all kind of uh, mixing together. Ooh, kind of nuts, yeah. 
Max, you sell a lot of things. You can't sell people that. Damn. Right, looking at Wednesday, RGV hosting Colorado Springs, (laughs) Memphis 901 hosting Tulsa, and Birmingham Legion hosting Loudoun United. Mm. Mm, mm, Yeah. A lot of games that I'm not really sure to make of any of those. I think RGV Colorado Springs is the most important in a lot of ways. Um, Colorado Springs... Had a great start, slowed down. They did win in Vegas on the weekend, but they yeah. still slowed down a lot from that early start. So to me, if they want to get this season back on track as one of the more surprising top sides in the West. We didn't expect them to be up that high. Uh, they need to be looking to get points out of Edinburgh come Wednesday. But besides that, Memphis-Tulsa, not that interesting. Birmingham Leeds sure. against Loudoun, not that interesting. Um, sure. To me... I'm circling the uh, game that we're most interested in anyway. I think that's the most interesting game of the night. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And, you know, we are, I will caveat that we are going to have another show later in the week to preview um, Saturday's matchup against Oakland Roots. I'm kind of curious, right, how you kind of go about the lineup decision you know there's a lot of a lot of factors to play in there this isn't like an open cup where you'd be playing necessarily a more reserve squad or anything like that perhaps but you know it's the fact that these two matches they're both away but you look at them as winnable like not not a result absolutely downright winnable how much rotation do you think we're going to expect and if so which match do you play your stronger squad Mexico. I agree. Yeah. A, they're a weaker team. Yep. B, it means more. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Well said. Okay. Glad we're all thinking it. Glad we are all thinking it. Um, as I say, yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how this all plays out. I uh, appreciate everyone dropping the I'm not sport. taking the Greyhound sly. <laughs> Albuquerque's oh. bad enough. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, oh man. Well, kind of went over, kind of went over the, uh, Louisville match talked about New Mexico. This is going to be, gosh, why are you going to, I was going to say any special content we can look forward to on Wednesday when you, uh, travel there. Anything in particular, any, uh, I don't know, any, uh, exploring you're going to do, uh, you alluded to an animal earlier, perhaps, uh, what can we expect? I, uh, I alluded to what? I heard something about a rat, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Those who know, if you know, you know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Just stop. Inside jokes that are rambling. Oh man. Um, What else? Anything else we uh, we didn't cover? You you want to ask me about my trip? No, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, talk about your trip if you want. Max, who wanted to talk about his trip, he is now going to be the stereotypical American. I went overseas. Oh, it changed me. Oh, look at me. I'm so different. Oh. Oh, about that. No, it was a nice trip. It was South of South America. There we go. There we go. That's really, fine. Really, I've calmed really you nice. down now, Max, so that your actual answer will be more like sedate and normal. Well, no, it didn't. It didn't change me. It was. It was one. It was probably the best trip that I had. It was. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I think. I think. I think something that really stuck with me is like, man, there is literally a soccer pitch like every three blocks, and it's like, damn, that's really cool. Like that was awesome. People playing of all ages, which they also have a lot of their soccer pitches on, um, 
like a basketball court with a basketball on top. So that's a that's a that's a thing, I guess. I've I've seen it before, just not at that volume. But mm-hmm. very cool. Yes, Sly, I did. I did. Uh, did go to Machu Picchu. It was absolutely beautiful there. Lots of hiking. Uh, I did a hike. Uh, the summit was seventeen thousand feet uh, at Rainbow Mountain. It's uh, I was uh, you know, Sunday League doesn't prepare you for that. I'll say that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Uh, very happy I went. Ate some delicious food and uh, yeah, glad to be well. I wouldn't say glad to be back because, you know, I got to deal with the, this guy or this guy, wherever you're watching the screen. But yeah, it's uh, it's nice. Uh, yeah, Albert says, sorry, we aren't like you're where you step out your door and you're in another country. That's that's fair. Yeah, you got a little got a little travel, got a little travel. Super worth it, though. Highly recommend if. Um, yeah, so I would have passed out at 600 feet. I almost did, man. I almost did. It's a uh, very beautiful out there. Color like very nice people. Um, yeah. Happy I went trip of lifetime. Very much looking forward to going back to South America. But uh, yeah, Owen, uh, thanks for asking about my trip. So kind of you. Uh, anything else we missed? <laughs> you really wanted to talk about your trip there, didn't you? Hey, man, it's, I was gone for two I weeks. Know, I know. I'll take a little shout out here and there. Well, rumor has it that, but I don't know, the, the chat, I think we need to just, before we go, we need to have a little bit of a vote in the chat. Are we going for Max or are we going for Emma back? Oh, gosh. Uh, chat. Listen, Feel free to I... vote in the chat. Just tell us. Drop in the comments who you'd rather have. It's okay. I I respect. It. I'm sure Emma, Emma did a great yeah, job. I mean, Max she had a great time in in South America. We could always send him back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it if I'm being honest. No, it's it's yeah. okay. No, it, no, whatever. Okay, Mike. All right. Um, there we go. Don't, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Give us your honest answer. What if I, I knew that would come in? I knew that would come in. That's fair. That's fair. I respect it. No, it's a. Oh, there we go. He's Ooh. just going to replace you. There we go. We People are just, just have like a. It's like a royal rumble of just who's going to replace me. Listen, everyone. Oh no 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 no. Emma's first. Listen, Emma. Emma's got some nice skill set. Her first touch is not as good as mine. I will. I'm waiting. For, no no no. There's there's evidence. Uh, we got proof of that. I will. I will video. I'll th- cobble together a video or something. No 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 no. A, a first touch compilation. Mine's way better. Let's call it what it is. Don't get it twisted. Anything else, Owen, before you offer my job up again for the second time on this pod? No, no. That was good by me. Fantastic. Well, lovely. It was very nice. Nice air quote. Now it was nice seeing everyone. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us on this episode of PH next rising podcast. You can follow uh, Owen at OJ Evans 18. You can follow me at not at admin is buying beers. It's a horrible uh, <coughs> display name. You can follow me at Max David Simpson and you can follow us at PH next underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the shots that Max is taking on Wednesday. Oh dear, oh dear gosh, that uh, I was not expecting that. Well, yeah, appreciate you guys joining us. He's doing We're, it. <clears throat> appreciate you guys joining us. We're going to be back on Wednesday uh, for our post game show again. Catch us, catch us uh, on our pregame show over at AZ Family. Uh, appreciate you guys watching along with those um, before darn near every home and away match. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys post game on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, all I got to say is the, be- the, ge- the beautiful game. It's beautiful, but it's not as beautiful seeing it in South America in person, which I do love in my heart. Mi corazón. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>